Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. And I'm Shailani Alex. And welcome to uh, another episode of Breaking It Down. Wiki wiki. <laughs> I know you love that, Shailani. I'm never going to get sick of that. <laughs> well, you probably would if I did it every time. Yeah, you're right there. Like every other sentence. I would. But, you know, I'm trying to limit my annoyance trying to save it (laughs) so we have a shout out to do for our new patron on our women who sarcast patreon page so welcome sandy from australia wiki wiki (laughs) okay that's already twice (laughs) in like 30 seconds (laughs) Well, you said you liked it. I know, not that much. (laughs) Just kidding. So thank you, Sandy, for becoming a patron on Women Who Sarcast Patreon. Your swag has already been sent, and hopefully you'll get it in a month or two. (laughs) So make it through customs. Actually, if you haven't gotten already, um, it will be there shortly. So today's episode, Breaking It Down, wiki wiki. We are going to talk about what, Shailani? Because this was your idea, and I love it, and I can't wait to talk about it. Was it my idea? Yep, uh, so you get to talk about it. Well, I'll just mention the topic. Uh, <laughs> it's about listening. What? What did you say? I know. <laughs> <laughs> A listening about ways to better listen. Yeah, a, a series of ways for for how to listen better when you're out there living in the world. Uh, because listening is all about connection and understanding and can't get enough of that. That's right. God forbid <laughs> like wiki, we should misunderstand. I'm like the wiki wiki. Can't get enough of that. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, there's always this like conscious listening. Mm-hmm. This gentleman, Julian Treasure. I like that name, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, stage rock star name. <laughs> and he's a leading expert on sound and how to use it best. And he states that listening is our access to understanding. Conscious listening always creates understanding. And he has an awesome TED Talk from Edinburgh, Scotland from mm. July 2011. So you should definitely check that out. 10 years ago. Wow. That was I know. Years ago. That's crazy. I know, right? When you say it out loud like that. 10 years ago. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's still relevant, obviously, but. Yeah, yeah like, probably even know. more so. I think I like rabbit holed down a bunch of like New Yorker articles and like somehow ended up on the topic of listening and then came across that that link when I sent it to you. So Oh, so this still, is one of your rabbit hole It's definitely adventures. A rabbit hole. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he starts off by saying we spend roughly sixty percent of our communication time listening. How much do you think we retain? What percentage of that sixty percent? I would say 10. Well, you don't have faith in anybody, apparently. (laughs) 30? (laughs) 
Half. 25%. I almost said 25, but I just know how I Mm -hmm. work. And I I Mm -hmm. basically retain 10, so. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I've experienced that, actually. I know, all the time. (laughs) So we only retain 25%. So think about that, people. Think about the conversations you've had recently with people whether it's coworkers or friends or family and think about how much attention you're actually giving that person or was your mind wandering about what you needed to do or how you hate your job or hate your relationship or that so-and-so cut you off or wait, wait a minute. So now that's, that's making me think the math of that. So 25% we actually retain. And I feel like in in offices and workplaces, people are very conscious to be concise and succinct about what they're saying. Really? So actually, are they? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, they try. <laughs> it's like a lot of people praise, you know, a 10-slide PowerPoint that really kind of gets directly to the point versus like a 25 page PowerPoint that just goes on and on. But if we're just looking at numbers, then, I mean, does it, does a 25% cap at a certain point? Because the more you put out, then the more information is retained. So why would I want to shorten what I'm saying if you're only going to retain 25%? See? I think you need to call Julian. Okay. (laughs) And have this discussion with him. He said to reach out to him. He he likes listening to people. So maybe he can listen to you. No. Because obviously nobody else is. Kathy. <laughs> I'm just talking out loud, apparently. Did you get that? <laughs> I retained 25% Did of that. Did you retain 25% of that? <laughs> anyway, okay. Sorry, did not mean to interrupt. Please continue. Yeah, exactly. So maybe you should listen. <laughs> I know. God, I hate you. <laughs> So listening equals making meaning from sound. It's a mental process, the kind of process of extraction. So when we're listening to someone talking or listening to noises, if you're like in a coffee shop or in a conference or a convention, we're always extracting, we're always processing what to extract from those sounds. So if we're like in a crowded bar or something and you say my name, I would probably pick that up because it's called pattern recognition. So because huh. I hear my name, okay, your name's not very popular, but if you're <laughs> in a bar and you were talking to somebody, and you heard your name from across the room, you'd be like, who's calling me, right? It's like sonar. Yeah, yeah. Another technique that can be done is called differencing technique. So Julian called it pink noise, which I kind of like better than white noise. What do you think? Kind of gets it. Kind of, You can kind of see the color when you hear pink noise. Pink noise. Right? Yeah, yeah. So differencing technique is that you discount sounds that remain the same. So if you hear white noise or pink noise, eventually you're going to discount it. Like you're going to stop hearing it. Did, did he mention if any of that 
um, once you start discounting and not hearing it, if it had any other effects on your body or your being, like I'm trying to, I'm thinking, for example, obviously my head goes to like music and patterns and rhythms, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of the times like this pop music seems it's popular because there's this really kind of foundational structure to it that you see in a lot of other songs. So people probably tend to gravitate to it because it's not difficult to have to latch on to. But then I start to think of things like electronica and dance, where you have these very repetitive uh, rhythms and sounds in it. I wonder, I'm wondering and curious like how that ends up having an effect on people. Like, do they get halfway through the song and then they just zone out maybe? Or do they just not hear it anymore? And if they don't do that, like, are there any other maybe physiological effects? on your body when you're doing it. Well, I think, I mean, he didn't talk about the physiological or the physical mm. effect sound because this is basically about listening. Just listening, yeah. But it's true. I mean, like if you hear a jackhammer, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's going to be pissing me off, especially if I'm trying to do something <laughs> creative or something. <laughs> or if you hear... Or if you're in nature and you hear the sound of a stream, I mean, that's going to affect your physically as well. So I definitely think that happens. Yeah. I I was was thinking of that as, as I'm thinking of this repetitive noise. Every Thursday without fail for the last year, the weed whacker dudes, like they're outside my window. And it has to be like during one of my biggest meetings, standing meetings that week. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's always stressful around that time. And I, and I even know like the second I wake up that morning, I'm already like, Oh God, like the weed whacker. <laughs> You're like to, anticipating you. Yeah. You're already anticipating. <laughs> so I have to think like, okay, let me go move to another room and you try these different things. But you, but even if I'm far farther away from it than I normally am, it's still stuck in my brain. And I feel like I could almost hear it just as loud as if I were sitting right next to it in the same place. So yeah, because you're like hypersensitive yep. to, yep. it's like you almost like zero in on that sound because you know, mm-hmm. it's there. Yep, exactly. Even though you don't want to. So that would be called a filter. Ew, we did it. Real life application. <laughs> Another way is filtering. So that can be based on culture, language, values, beliefs, attitudes, expectations, and intentions. And we filter down to what we pay attention to, like your whack-a-mole weed whacker. And most of the filters are unconsciously done. So we don't realize that we're filtering sounds or someone speaking and that we create our reality based on what we're paying attention to in the moment. And, and filtering in terms of filtering, honing in on or filtering, getting rid of, right? Yeah, I think both. Both ways, yeah. Yeah, because I remember a lot of times growing up, I would be on the couch and I would be watching TV and I would be totally zoned out. And my, my mother or my father would be talking to me and they'd be like, Catherine. Catherine I'd be like what 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 it's like I didn't hear them talking to me because I was like so zoned in Mm. on my Warner Brothers cartoon show yes (laughs) (laughs) Brady Bunch Sanford and Son that was another good one Kung Fu big time Mm -hmm. (laughs) the Waskily Wabbit yeah 
I can totally see you doing <laughs> like zoning out and not hearing as a kid. Yeah. All up in an Elmer Fudd. Totally focused. Yeah. It's like, excuse me, I'm watching my show. Can you not talk to me? Excuse me. <laughs> Do not disturb. Right. Intention is very important in sound and in listening. So when you're talking with someone, and I kind of go to talking with someone because I think that's when we need the most practice in listening. Mm. Because I know a lot of times when you're actually talking to someone, your mind can wander. And so you're not fully giving them your attention and you're Mm -hmm. not hearing, which is why we only retain 25% is because there's other things going on, whether it's a noise or in our head or we're rushing to get somewhere. Multitasking in our head. Yeah. One thing that I've learned is that if you're, talking with someone and you want to say something you want to interrupt them is like take a breath and just maybe count to 10 Mm -hmm. in in your head and refocus and give them that attention one of the best pieces of advice that was given to me when I first got out of college had my first job in an office I was all feeling like an adult, whatever. I had this really great boss mentor who I don't really talk to as much uh, lately, but just, you know, every now and then finding each other on social media. Anyway, she, you know, I'm pretty excitable as you could kind of tell. And she, yeah, right. I get all like, (laughs) so anyway, she, she sat me down one day and she was like, look, I just want to give you a piece of advice. I was leaving for grad school. I was leaving the job. And she's like, I want to give you a piece of advice and just take it as constructive, you've got to stop interrupting people mid-thought. You have to like take a breath, like when you're getting ready to say something and be able to read the other person to know that they're not done talking, right? And that's just like a lifelong kind of skill Mm -hmm. to have to to hone in on because every time you meet somebody new, you have to learn what their communication style is. I work with a mix of people who just totally talk while they're thinking. That's cool. That's fine. And then there are other people who take really intentional pauses because they want to be intentional about what they have to say mid conversation. They're not, you know, thinking and talking at the same time. So anyway, all of that to say. <laughs> no, that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what good. I tried. That's what it's like. You take a moment to just let them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like when you have a conversation in your head while you're talking with someone is how you can interrupt because you want to say what you're thinking Mm-hmm. because you feel like it's just so important to say in the moment. But I think a lot of times when people are talking to you, it's important to listen to what they have to say because it's not about what you, you right. want to say. That's right. Especially if someone is trying to look to you for support and mm-hmm. they're talking about what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's not a good idea to be like, oh yeah, I had that experience 10 years. It's like, it's not about you. You know, just listen to them. And sometimes you don't even need to say anything. Just listening to them is all that they need. Yeah. But give them that space to say what they want to say. Instead of interjecting and projecting your experience and what you think they should do or whatever. That's that's actually... It makes it, it's harder if you are thinking of something and getting ready to interrupt somebody than it is to just listen, right? It's like clear out your head and your energy to be able to just hear them 
out and then formulate whatever your idea is. What, one of the tactics that my boss mentor taught me was like what she said, just take a breath. And even just the act of like getting ready to say something, but stopping yourself will kind of satisfy the urge to have to mm. speak something. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that's also just like a conscious moment for you to stop and realize what you were about to do. And then just kind of in my head, just kind of capping it off with, all right, I'm going to stay quiet because that's just, that's another way of kind of showing respect of like giving that person a little bit of space. So all of that happens in a span of like two seconds or whatever, but yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, when you get really excited about something, it's really hard to kind of catch yourself because mm-hmm. you're feeling pretty passionate, but mm-hmm. silence is golden, I guess. <laughs> well, and sound places us in space and in time. And listening is the main way that we experience the flow of time. And sound has time embedded in it, which I found very interested for interesting to hear that, to hear Julian say that. Sound has time embedded in it. Because if you think if you think back to like, oh, what did I do yesterday in the morning or something? Mm. I see. You know, you kind of hear... You kind of mm-hmm. remember what was, what you were seeing, maybe what you were hearing. Like if you heard a big boom or something yesterday morning, mm-hmm. that could kind of help you remember what time it was. Or it's, it's like that. Remember that one podcast we did about songs triggering memory. Mm-hmm. That that kind of I feel like that's kind of in alignment with that as well too. That's interesting. I'm gonna think about that today. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be more conscious listening. <laughs> today more of your surroundings yeah (laughs) whether i like to or not probably so julian also basically said is we are losing our listening and there are many reasons for this and one of them is that we have found ways to record writing audio video recordings the world is so noisy that people put their headphones on to block out the noise, and then nobody is listening to anybody, which is true. Because when I was working in the office, I would put headphones on to block out the distractions, people talking, that sort of thing. And then my boss would sneak up behind me and scare the crap out of me (laughs) because I couldn't hear her coming up behind me. (laughs) Um, We're also becoming impatient. And we want sound bites. So that that kind of goes with if you're listening to someone, if you're talking with someone who's trying to tell their story, that's where being patient comes in. And it is true. We want the cliff notes on everything. It's like, just tell us the punchline. It just isn't enough time. Life is short. Gotta get going. I got things to do. Got things to do. <laughs> What's your saying? I got shit to do when I'm sleeping. It's true, ish. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh, says the person who goes to bed at two thirty in the morning. Because I was had to bake a cake. <laughs> <laughs> and the art of conversation is being replaced with, and dangerously replaced with texting. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I would rather text somebody than talk to somebody. To be honest. <laughs> I know, but it, there's some truth in that. Like you just, you lose that connection. I mean, look at 
Okay, for example, look at this. What? <laughs> this weekend when we were texting back and forth, like I totally missed a pretty big, you know, yeah, chunk you of did. Because it's texting. I would have paid attention if we talked, but I know it's hard to talk because we're too busy doing things. And so basically, you weren't even paying attention to my texting. I was. Is what you're saying. Okay, what what else? <sighs> I still did what you told me. <laughs> that's true. Cracking cracking the whip. That's the twenty five percent. That's why I was up till late. Baking a cake and doing what you told me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you to do that. Okay, so like side note on the whole like texting versus talking thing, this will be quick, but um, probably about two years ago, I would say I was at a bar or whatever. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, you know, just, he just be whatever, just trying to talk. And, and he said to me, um, he's like, Hey, can I get your number? And I was like, no, no, I don't know you. And then but I was like, okay, whatever. Like YOLO. Right? <laughs> Shaylani gives her number out to everybody. Just so I you do know. Not. So I just, if you want the- Shaylani's number, just ask her. She'll give it to you. The, the way I see it, my number's out there just for like business and music already. So whatever. Anyway, so I give it to him and, and uh, he says, he kind of, he reaches over and he touches my hand and he says, I'm going to call you tomorrow. I'm not texting. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he totally did the next day at a very decent time. He did what he said. And I was like nervous because I was like, why can't you just send a text? <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. I don't know about that. But yeah, but you know, I just, I, I guess like that, the, the reason why I bring that up is because that moment really sticks out to me in, in this kind of age of texting and emailing and all of that. Like, yeah, okay, it's quick. But just to hear, it's so nice to just hear somebody's voice, Mm. right? Just to break up the texting. And you lose so much in communication through written communication, right? Unless you're very articulate about what it is you're trying to convey. But when in the moment of like going really fast, like how could you tell if, um, you know, a text is angry or happy or sad or whatever? I mean, I guess it depends on the emojis that they use. That's right. (laughs) But I mean, that, that's kind of why you put the little things at the end of statements like LOL or a laughy face, because they, you know, when something could be read 10 different ways, mm-hmm. that is, it's, it's just one way of um, getting a little bit closer to expressing what it is that you want to, you want to say, you know, for in the absence of having a voice there where you could hear the tone, read the tone, all of that a little bit better than written. I don't know. Anyway. But I think I like texting it. also encourages the impatience. Yes. Yeah. So that even diminishes our listening skill. Skill. Yeah. It diminishes. It it. diminishes our listening skills, basically, is what it does. Yeah. We we don't get a chance to practice that. And any skill, no matter what it is, needs practice. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot by thinking, okay, we could be more productive, quote unquote productive, but at what price? Right. Yeah. I mean, that kind of goes along with multitasking. Like if you're in a Zoom meeting and mm-hmm. you're sending emails and doing other stuff, you're not paying attention to the meeting. I'm yeah. sure there's reasons for that. But on the other hand, you need to be listening <laughs> in the meeting. Jay, I wonder what that might be, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. And we are becoming desensitized. The media needs to have shocking headlines for us to pay attention. And everything is on people's video camera on their phone. There are always audio and video videoing 
situations Mm -hmm. on their phone, which in some ways is great. But at the same time, I think it's also desensitizing people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, though, it's up to us to practice a little bit of Mm self-discipline to be like, all right, enough's enough. I'm going to have a balance of you know, talking to people instead of texting just when you can. And it's, it's hard to find time because everybody's schedules are so weird and, and different and off. Um, so you don't always have the luxury to be able to connect uh, kind of quote unquote in person. Well, I think that's where our filters need to come in and, mm-hmm. you know, what our, what our values and beliefs and our attitudes are, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the headlines but it's harder for us to pay attention to the quiet, the subtle, and the understated. Because we're always going, going, going. There's always some noise somewhere. And some people are uncomfortable with silence, right? There is that, yeah. And and I don't know if that's just a communication style. Like, how do you flex to that while also maintaining the balance of having a little bit of silence? You just force them <laughs> to be quiet. That might make them anxious. So Julian recommends that we be silent for three minutes a day. Can we be doing stuff all, or do like sit in a, is he saying almost like a meditative kind of thing or? Well, I think you can be doing something, but don't have music on, don't have mm. a conversation, just be quiet. Oh, well, that's doable. So that's mm-hmm. one, that's the first thing that he lists as his five simple exercises, tools to improve your own conscious listening is to be silent three minutes a day to reset your ears and to recalibrate so you can hear the quiet again. Mm. I like that. Can we have a, a moment of silence? Right now? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> that was a little stressful for a second <laughs> oh man <sighs> the next exercise tool that he recommends is the mixer which is listen to how many channels of sound you can hear whether you're in a coffee shop or in nature or sitting in an outdoor cafe how many individual channels in that mix are you listening to so you're consciously and intentionally mixing the sound up, like you're, I guess, dividing, dissecting the mm-hmm. sounds that you're hearing, which I think would be kind of cool because it's definitely an intentional focus exercise. I I definitely do. We were talking about this earlier, but I definitely do want to send you this link of, and I may have brought it up in a previous podcast, how in the pandemic, how all these bars were closed. There's like this website where you could go on and, and click the different sounds that you would hear in a bar mm-hmm. for whatever your bar was. So there might be, you click on a box and it's like people chattering in the back, or it might be super crowded bar. Or it might be the bartender mixing drinks behind the, behind the bar or cars whizzing by. There's also um, a uh, rainy night at the bar. <laughs> you know? So you could hear like rain coming down. Um, on the street in the window and like cars whizzing by, like uh, driving in the rain, mm. which is a little bit scary too. But, mm-hmm. but anyway, but it, it's, uh, that's kind of a nice like practice of being able to isolate different sounds like mixer. So you're talking about mixer, like a mixing board when you're recording, mm-hmm. um, having different channels. Yeah. Yeah. And the third exercise tool is savoring 
where you enjoy mundane sounds, like the hidden choir. It's around us all the time. That's a good band name. Mundane hidden sounds. choir. Oh, hidden choir. <laughs> <laughs> mundane, mundane sounds, sounds too. <laughs> That's like the worst marketing <laughs> job ever. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, mundane sound. <sighs> that was a good moment of silence (laughs) (laughs) although silence in the radio is not necessarily a good thing I know or podcast so enjoy those mundane sounds although a jackhammer isn't necessarily I mean I guess it's a mundane sound but it's kind of an irritant well, unless you like it, whatever floats your boat. Kathy, don't judge. Don't That's judge true. people's That's tastes true. and sounds. There could be a group of people <laughs> out there that are just all about the jackhammering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Julian says the most important of all of these exercises is listening positions. Yes, there are such things as listening positions. There's active-passive Reductive, expansive, critical, and empathetic. And those are just a few positions that he mentioned. Wait, say that again. Active, passive. Reductive, expansive. expansive. Critical, empathetic. Those are extreme. And he didn't really go into discussing what each one really meant. Mm. So that's your homework for today. is to look up what each of these mean and use them as listening positions. Although I can kind of guess what the critical empathetic one means. Mm-hmm. Why does he call it a position? Like, mm, I think where it's you're... based mm-hmm. on where you are. Are you the active or are you the passive? Oh, I see. Are you the critical or are you the empathetic? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why my mind went somewhere <laughs> Yeah, I know where your mind went. Shut up. So did yours. Why you got to lie? Did you put it on me? Because it's easier that way. <laughs> it's like position. What? <laughs> like sitting in a chair versus standing up? <laughs> Driving in my Laying car in a bed. <laughs> Laying in a sitting bed. Sitting on a toilet. <laughs> Taking a shower versus dressing yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing the laundry or doing the dishes? (laughs) Mopping the floor or vacuuming? (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Sorry, Julian. We're just chopping this all up, aren't we? (laughs) Julian, we love you and your name. So the final exercise tool that you can use to improve your own conscious listening is an acronym called RASA, R-A-S-A. And it's Sanskrit word for juice or essence. Rasa. I don't know. When I first saw that and read that, uh, I don't know why I thought Rasta. Rasta. Rasta <laughs> so it's, like, it's like your mind just inserts things, obviously, <laughs> in places they should not be. <laughs> if we could find um, a word for the T, then I think I'd be down with Rasta. T. Uh, let's work on that one. Okay. 
So R is for receive, pay attention to the person. A is for appreciate, making little noises like, hmm, oh, okay, you go, girl. S is for summarize. The word so is very important in communication. Which I didn't quite get. But I say so all the time, which is kind of like annoying after a while. Maybe it should have been so with hella O's after it. So what you're saying is. (laughs) That's a good one, Shailani. Wow. What I'm hearing is, let me repeat back to you. Oh my God, I hate that. I know, but it works. Just get it, okay? Just get what I'm saying and move on. Patience, Kathy. Patience. (laughs) (laughs) And then A is for ask. Ask questions afterward. And the T could be... Take time. Summarize. Take time and then ask. It could be, be R-A-S-T-T-A. T-T-A. Rasta. Or, or, oh, how about this? How about this? It could be another S for silence and then ask. Rasa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to remember that You need now. to go on the road with your Rasa. Rasa. It's like Julian Treasure Talk, take two. Rasa. 2.0. 2.0, version 2.0. <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> 10 years later. The decade anniversary, 10, 10 year anniversary edition. <laughs> so every human being needs to listen consciously in order to live fully. Let me say that again. Yes, please. Every human being needs to listen consciously in order to live fully connected in space and in time to the physical world around us. It's real. It's for real. It's for reals. For real Z. And Julian wants and needs us to teach the skill of listening in our schools, which I think is a great idea agree with that just thinking of kids who might have like learning disabilities and just how that would be like beneficial I mean Mm. anybody really but especially for those that might have a little bit of a you know like an attention deficit disorder or Mm. something that is a very real thing that needs a little bit more support yeah so music is part of sound Mm -hmm. Shailani had asked what music I listen to for creative purposes or when you're being creative or want to de-stress. And so she made a little playlist on YouTube. Wiki, wiki. Modern day mixtape. <laughs> of some of my favorite artists and some of her favorite artists and music. So I will put this information in the show notes with the YouTube link. So if you're looking for some new music sounds... And want to kind of chill, I would definitely check it out. It's got some good uh, instrumental, like Alluvium, DJ Shadow, The Knife, 
this will destroy you. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite. I I liked listening to them too. Alluvium was interesting to me, although I gotta admit, I was the, the one the songs or the albums that I was listening to, um, they sound like like uh stuff you listen to when you're getting a massage. My stuff? The alluvium. Oh, okay. Maybe. I think the one the ones that I listened to that w- were probably a little bit more like that. But the point is, um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the point, Shaylani? The point is, it's it's really good. It's ambient. It's like very. Mm. It'll it helps. I feel like if you listen to it, it'll help bring your blood pressure down. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what genre they fall under, what what they've been classified as, and they I noticed that they were classified as ambient neoclassical. Hmm. So it's very orchestral very uh big 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 wall of sound and um huge huge wall of sound i feel like there's a lot going on in it like Mm -hmm. a soundtrack in a movie one of his albums talk amongst the trees Mm -hmm. i listened to when i would fly because i was a little anxious flyer oh and so i would put it on even though we're not supposed to have headphones on when we take Mm -hmm. off but i would put it on and it actually would like help me fall asleep i could see that it's super so. relaxing. Mm-hmm. Some of mine is, um, so speaking of flying, I uh, th- there's a um, channel on YouTube called Chill Hop Music. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds a little bit goofy, but it's a it's this, it's just a bunch of like beats uh, and f- instrumental. I think sometimes there might be vocals as well too, but they're like these one to two hour mixes basically that you could have playing in the background like while you're studying while you're doing different things and the way that they do their videos is based on a scene so like one of them is called um, chill study beats another one's called airplane mode you know music that you listen to while you're flying Mm. one of them is called nighttime ramen i love that title yeah it's really cool it's almost like these soundscapes that they're creating um through these one to two hour mixes and and one day i tried to um I played it just to see like how, you know, how, how it would affect the day or whatever I was doing, played it in the afternoon while I was cleaning. And it really like calms things down quite a bit. And it almost creates this, well, at least for me, it ended up creating this visual within my space, hearing all of this, mm-hmm. all of these sounds, like you, I could see colors, I could see things just filling up my space. Um, and that makes it a little bit kind of more cozy. So chill hop music is definitely worth checking out. Um, FKJ and Masego. So FKJ is a, is a, he's like a French multi-instrumentalist, does a lot of songwriting and producing French kiwi juice is what that stands for, some French juice. There's a couple mm. things on there. I had to give props to like a local, to some local um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. friends and artists here, DJ Zeff, um, mm-hmm. who had done something called, uh, you know, <laughs> there's something that I put on his it's I've been addicted to that lately for some reason um Tom Mish an English musician and producer guy um who has a really great NPR tiny desk concert that's worth checking out as well and then um a couple of vocalists uh Gregory Porter and Jesse Ware who just their voice like no matter what they're doing or singing it's so relaxing Mm. for some reason so I put a couple of those on there Jesse Ware I put for you because I don't know if you had heard of her before but I thought you I think you introduced her to me yeah I like her I like just the way her her sound is she does a lot of dance music as well too but she's also super um relaxing I think I thought of her because when I was listening to the knife mm-hmm. 
they're pretty cool. I like them mm-hmm. a lot. And I really like the songs that you had suggested, Marble House, Heartbeats. Um, those are both like 2003 and 2006. But they kind of remind me of a mix between their videos anyway and a little bit of their music. Oh, their videos remind me of something that Primus would do. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They might be giants. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual music itself, like the woman's voice, sounds like a mix between Bjork and Tori Amos. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> So I like I like it a lot. It's just yeah, that's why like two hours going down a rabbit hole. Like, oh, and then this, and then click, and then more DJ Shadow. I was like, why was I not listening to that dude sooner? Those were my Couve days, my Vancouver, Washington days. I was introduced to DJ Shadow. So all of you can listen to this as well too, because I carefully stitched together, although probably not carefully enough because I missed a couple (laughs) things, but. There's a big old log, hours and hours of music to listen to. And I, I got to say, like, at, at the end of it all, when I pulled it all together, I'm like, wow, there is something for everyone here. Like, if you're into the ambient music, you got it. You like some hip hop, you got it. You like to chill out right there. You want some jazz? Okay. Rock? Sure. Why not? It's all in there. So check it out. Wiki, wiki. Wiki. <laughs> okay. That was okay, Kathy, because... That's it's all about the, timing. It's all yeah. about timing. <laughs> I get it. Just kidding. Make sure to practice the five exercises in improving your own conscious listening. Yes. Practice. And like Kathy said, after you practice those things, check out our playlist. See how if it could calm you down, get you energized, make you more creative. And more importantly, if you like what you hear on the playlist, go and support the artists directly that are on there. That is some free 99 stuff, but that's just to introduce you to their music. And all of the musicians on there have wonderful catalogs of stuff. So support your local and big time musicians. Give them some love with your money. Word. And give this podcast some love. I was going to say, does- if you want to become a Patreon, <laughs> yeah. join us at Women Who Sarcast on Patreon. You'll get more than enough freebie stuff. And you'll also get behind the scenes with me and Shaylani. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Oh, God. Hey, God. <laughs> and uh, video would and want audio. <laughs> we don't have photos currently because we're not in the same room. I know. But once that happens again, we will be snapping <laughs> the pictures. Yeah. Kathy works so hard, you guys, at this. And she does a fantastic job and just so much growth and awesomeness, especially in this past year with these wonderful network of podcasters. So give her some love. Give her some shout outs. And the first issue of women who podcast magazine will be dropping on thursday april 15th it's digital so keep your eye peeled for that you can follow the magazine on instagram at women who podcast magazine and you can email us i know this is a very long email and i didn't really think about it at the time but women who podcast magazine at gmail.com or women who sarcast at yahoo.com. I mean, there's just so many channels that you can reach out to us. So open. So, so very open. open. 
And we won't give you the silent treatment. I'm excited about your magazine, Kelly. The first issue you guys is coming out this week. So I'm very excited. Very Check excited. it out. We've got Show some. some Awesome podcasters, amazingly talented podcasters, contributors, writers. It's a all woman operated and owned. So support it. And you might find a podcaster that either you've been looking for and you didn't know it or just looking for a podcast that interests and piques your piques your interest that you want to start listening to. Mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff out there. So thank you again, Shailani, for another awesome episode. Very interesting. And you can find Shailani at shailanialex.com for her music. And you can follow her on Instagram as well. Thanks for having me, Kathy. Kathy, thank you. Thank you, Shailani. And you all just have a great day. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast, an independent podcast. We welcome and encourage your snarky comments. Contact us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at womenwhosarcast. Support us on Patreon and become part of our sarcastic community. Visit www.patreon.com backslash womenwhosarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbasciani.